0: So I think sometimes what happens with churches and leaders is books are really important. Hey, I just wrote a book, okay? So book, <laughs> books are important. But if you're just giving material without giving opportunity, you're really going to cap somebody's growth. A lot of times we can be tempted to go one side or the other as far as kind of our spiritual health, right? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll spend so much time just um, in God's Word, and we'll do all that, and we'll be reading books, but but the temptation is that we're not exercising what we're learning, or we can do the thing where we're just, we're serving, and we're doing, and we're taking advantage of all these opportunities, but we're not really spending enough time in the Word. You're listening to the Send Columbus Podcast, a conversation for developing strategies and sharing stories as we plant churches everywhere for everyone. Your hosts are Send City missionary, Chad Grigsby, and church planting catalyst, Jason Phillips.
1: Welcome back to the Sin Columbus podcast. This is Jason Phillips, your church planting catalyst. I am joined by Chad Grigsby, our Sin City missionary for Columbus. Chad, good morning to you. Good morning, Jason. Good to be on another episode of the podcast with our good, good, good buddy. Yes, and my former boss. Your former boss before he (laughs) before he fired me. (laughs) That is not accurate. That's not accurate. Just kidding. No, no, we stole Jason. Yeah, it's true. I was stolen. I'm still bitter. It's a little awkward right now. Yeah, Yeah, uh... it is. It's kind of like post-breakup, and now I have to do a podcast with my (laughs) 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 ex-girlfriend. It's kind of weird, but uh, Uh, I'm excited to have him. Yeah, Chris is one of our good friends. We've been working with him for several years now, and so we're... We're super excited to have him on. He just wrote a book called Prime to Lead on leadership. And so yeah. Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then also a little bit about your book?
0: Yeah. So, hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. It's good to be here. Yeah. My name is Chris Rozowski. Um, I serve as the family ministries pastor at the uh, Lewis Center campus at LifePoint Church. And uh, yeah, been serving uh, in ministry now for and over 10 years in a few different churches. And a few different types of leadership roles, and uh, yeah, so uh, a lot of my focus has been over the years just kind of next-gen, um, thinking through um, not only coming alongside families um, and students and, and kids, but also how do we how do we equip leaders and the next generation of leaders? You know, uh, a lot of times we think next-gen ministries, and we immediately think we think kids, or we think students, we think parents, mm. but, but a huge piece of that is the people that we're regularly coming alongside of, discipling Equipping and and really helping them right be equipped um, to have um, impact for the kingdom and the people that they lead and, and so I'm all about that and been, been trying to to help people do that for, for years now and I've learned a couple things and I have a whole lot more to learn right and uh, uh, but but I'm really passionate you guys know this about me I'm really passionate about helping people um, just uh, grow and mature and be used by God uh, for God's activity and the awesome things that He's doing uh, as He extends His kingdom. lives of people. So
2: one of the reasons I was really excited to have you on the podcast is because of your experience and emphasis and the book you wrote on kind of raising up the next generation. When we think about that in the church planting context, that's the next generation of church planters. So we're trying to help every church realize their potential for multiplication. Every church is a multiplying church in the making, trying to see every sin network church, uh, figure out some way of leadership development that eventually involves them de- discovering, developing and deploying missional leaders from within. Yeah. And awesome. I just think I think awesome. your book could be a great tool to help them do that. So when you think about that, uh, what would you want to kind of what would you help them do? Give them some advice, some thoughts on how do they do that well? Discover, develop, deploy, missional leaders from within, based on prime to lead.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I would say uh, a few things, and in fact, I was on a coaching call with some different ministry leaders a couple of weeks ago, and we were having a conversation around, around this. So, the, so a few things you need to do. Uh, the first thing you need to do is you have to prioritize being present with people that you're going to develop. Mm. That doesn't necessarily mean you're spending hours upon hours, you know, every week with them, but you need to have some type of defined, regular rhythm. Mm -hmm. Know who those people are that you're going to spend time with and have a defined regular rhythm that's scheduled because there's a little bit of accountability there. And also Mm -hmm. you can build it into your schedule and your weekly rhythm. Um, I think a lot of times when we just think, oh, I'll I'll figure out a way to have these conversations and Mm -hmm. just do things, it typically doesn't happen. But when you build it into... Your your rhythm as a leader and as a discipler and as a planter, um, you're much more likely to be having those so, conversations so regularly. what's
2: an, a couple of examples of how to build it into your week? What what would be a couple of ways to do that?
0: Yeah, so I think I think you just define that with that person or those people, and it doesn't have to be the same person every week. You know, I could say, you know, let's say me and um, me just say. Elijah we'll call him Elijah I don't know but is
1: that uh, Adam Wallace's son no it is not Adam Wallace. his son is Isaiah <laughs> okay Chris called one of our uh, co-workers sons the wrong name for like Two years. Oh. Yes, it's not a shining moment. It, hey, it happens. Good, good it reminder happens, that so. we all need
0: grace in ministry. That was great. I mean, he's an awesome kid, too. He's so, you know, he was gracious towards me. And, but anyways, I, I digress, Jason. Um, but let's just say Elijah and I are... Uh, you know, let's just say we're going to have a regular rhythm and we say, hey, every couple weeks we're going to get together and we're going to have conversations around this material or I'm going to give you this opportunity to, to do this thing and then we're going to recap it. And so so there's two things in there. You want to def- – well, three things. One, you want to define the time and the rhythm that you're going to do that. Two, you want to define what material you're going to talk about. And three, you're going to define what you're going to be asking them to do. If we're only – so I think sometimes what happens with churches and leaders is books are really important. Hey, I just wrote a book, okay? So book <laughs> books are important. But if you're just giving material without giving opportunity, you're really going to cap somebody's growth. It's, mm-hmm. There's a great book um, – that I read years ago called the externally focused church. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they talked about just as far as maturity is, is a lot of times we can be tempted to go one side or the other, as far as kind of our spiritual health, right? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll spend so much time just um, in God's word and we'll do all that. And we'll be reading books, and, but, but the temptation is that we're not exercising what we're learning mm-hmm. or we can do the thing where we're just, we're serving and we're doing and we're taking advantage mm-hmm. of all these opportunities, but we're not really spending enough time, in the word, and we're not mm-hmm. spending enough time just uh, um, chewing through material that's going to help us think better about what we're doing and So you really need a balance of both. And then when you're given someone opportunity, you've got to give them opportunity to hear from you perspective as far as, you know, maybe what they could do better or what you can affirm. Um, and there's really a way to do that. Well, in giving people opportunity, I talk about this in the book. And actually, again, on that on that coaching call, uh, I had a, a senior leader ask me about so, so how do I give opportunity? Like, how do I do that? Well, and I would say there's there's really four things in that is the first thing is, so let's say you want to give somebody an opportunity to lead a group time, right? The first thing you want to have them do is watch you lead it, right? Mm. So, you know, watch, watch me lead. Then the second Thing you want to do is you're going to lead it, but you're going to give them a portion of that or part of, part of that to help, to give them an opportunity to lead in that. So maybe there's a question and answer time or something like that. Then the, the third thing that's going to happen when they're ready and you got to kind of, you kind of, there's an art to that, right? You're going to give them the opportunity to lead it with your help, right? Mm-hmm. And all through these steps, you're having conversations, you know, throughout. And then the fourth thing is you're going to let them lead it and you're just going to step away. And then the hope is, especially in multiplication, this is like the five-star gold step right here, that they're equipped to then go through the same process with somebody else. And that's where we see, or two other people or three other people, Mm. and that's where we see multiplication happen. And And that's that's where we see leadership development happening.
2: And that's where it typically stops, right? We don't think about who's that next guy, right? Like It's like, I invested in you, great. Now who are you going to invest in? man? that's where it, it kind of terminates on that one guy if you don't say who are you going to do this with now it's
0: really good. And and I think you got to set that expectation even early on. Like like hey, I'm going to help, I'm gonna help you. E- equip you to do this. I'm going to help you do this. Yeah. But no, through all of this I want you to think about yeah. when I'm ready to do this down <laughs> the road, who am I who, who else am I going to help be yeah. able to do this?
2: I think we're going to struggle with that with church planters sometimes cuz they come in and they're really passionate about church planting when they're planting their church. But then once their church gets planted, passion for church planting is not always there. So it's like, Hey, a lot of people helped you plant your church and invest in you. Who are you investing? How are you going to help plant? I love what you said. I've heard it summarized. You know, when you're talking with somebody, you said, don't, don't just give them the practical. Don't just instruct them. It's like, we have to engage the heart, the hands, the head, right? All of it. You know, it's not just your hands,
1: not just your heart, not just your head, but holistic. I really love that approach. So we've talked a little bit about um, how we need to be investing in other people, like planters investing in others. So um, I know you think it's also very important for planters to also have somebody investing in them. So we you yeah. talk to us a little bit about kind of that coaching and why that's important?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think everybody needs a coach in their life. Mm. Somebody just and, – and I think, man, I've been in church and ministry world long enough to know – that it's just so easy to find yourself in a spot where you just feel isolated and you're figuring it out on your own. Mm. And what, what we have to do, all of us, is we have to we have to take the steps um, to find somebody that we can connect with regularly, to where we can bounce some ideas off them, where we can get some encouragement, where we can just share a little bit about what's going on in our heart because ministry is hard. It's, it's already gotten even harder over the past year. Right. So to be able to go to somebody to help help you process through those things, but also someone that's going to be a truth teller, truth teller in your life. And is going to say, Hey, I think this is really wise. I think this, this isn't wise. And I think we all need that type of person in, in our lives. And that's going to help us make, make us better leaders. And we can glean on somebody, um, for, uh, experience. Um, this story isn't necessarily a, uh, planter story, but, but it kind of is. Um, so I've, I've been really encouraged just to hear some stories that have come from some of the folks that are, have been reading Prime to Lead. Mm-hmm. And there is an individual who at their church, and their church is younger, um, who they were reading Prime to Lead, um, and they are part of a, a team of people who is going to be starting a student ministry for the first time at their at their church. And this person was reading through the book and realized, oh, no, I really need a coach. If I'm going to do this well, I need someone encouraging me, coaching me helping me, so they reached out to uh, somebody in their denominations district, and they have a uh, student pastor and his wife who are going to be helping coach them as they get the student ministry going, and so think about how much better that's going to be, right? Like one person who's got limited experience trying to figure out all on their own, and now you have this couple who's been in student ministry for 15 years who's going to be spending time with them, encouraging them, helping, helping them figure it out, um, so they're not doing it on their own. And I think sometimes um, uh, we miss opportunities to garner more wisdom and to be more effective leaders just because we're afraid to ask for help mm-hmm. or ask for someone to give a little time. Like, mm-hmm. But we need to be doing that because we need the body to help us do that and lead well.
2: Yeah, it's good. Uh, every Sin Network church planter gets a coach for two years for that very reason awesome. to say, hey, awesome. how do we help you? Uh how do we help somebody kind of walk alongside of you in this process and this journey? And so it's a huge value for us is coaching. And I think, I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, but after those two years, a lot of guys probably aren't going to seek out a coach, you know, and, and maybe that's where a lot of them need a coach (laughs) is even when they get into their plant. So that's really good
0: advice. Well, and and I would, I would say to that, I would say after those two years at in every season of ministry, we we need somebody Mm -hmm. that, that we can be having regular conversations with that can, that can encourage us, that can coach us, that can be a truth teller in our lives. Mm -hmm. Just somebody we can even bounce ideas off of, Mm -hmm. um, We we all we all need that.
2: Why do you think a lot of leaders are averse to that? Like, why don't why do why don't we why haven't we made kind of coaching and seeking out someone to help us be better, get better, be a
1: better leader? Why don't we do that? Why isn't that normative? Yeah, I was gonna ask. Well, I was actually gonna ask because I feel like it takes so much vulnerability to be able to be in a position where you are willing to say like. I need help. I don't know what I'm doing sort of thing. Yeah. I feel like that's, a, I, I feel like in our culture and even in church culture, it's hard to like admit, like, I don't know exactly what I'm doing because then it looks like, Oh, you're leading this ministry or you're leading this church and you need help. Like, I feel like that's difficult for some people.
0: I, you, you answered the question. Jason. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that <laughs> so is, that see, is, is, is that that one of the answers. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it is mm. in a culture um, that props up self-sufficiency and that we have to be the expert in everything, right? Mm-hmm. Even when we may actually not be the expert. And even when we are technically the expert, everything changes so fast culturally now. There's always so much to learn quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, so I think it's it's the vulnerability and the transparency and the humility to say, I need help figuring this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's hard for all of us, right? And I think the second thing is is just the snowball effect of ministry, mm-hmm. Um just all of a sudden it just the the snowball of responsibility and meetings and activity and small groups and the things we need to be at, they just snowball and it's really difficult to pause ourselves to stop for a second and say, Mm -hmm. I need someone to help me process what I'm doing well and think about how I can be more effective. And it's it's sometimes hard to pause the conversation or pause the activity to have conversations that are going to help us mm. when we're just so busy helping and serving other people.
1: As I was thinking about this and I, I, you know, when we um, our planters, they get paired up with coaches basically. So after those two years are over with, um, what, what qualities or what type of person should somebody look for in somebody that can coach them? Um, and why is that maybe important
0: too? Mm. Yeah. So I would say a couple things. Um, First thing is, if you can find somebody who um, who has experience in what you're doing, so obviously find somebody who has planted before, who has been in a leadership role similar to yours, That that's just going to help you because they've lived in your world and they've, they've done it longer. To find somebody um, who's really who's committed to you, who's re- willing to be committed to you. And so that's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to take a little bit of networking and building relationships. But, but find somebody who's really committed to seeing you do well. If, if you're looking for somebody and they're just going to feel obligated, but there are people out there that they just they get it, and they're wired in a way to, to where they're like, I'm willing to, to carve out time to have conversations with this person because I'm really committed to seeing the kingdom of God extended through people who are passionate about the kingdom those people are there. And some of the best ways to do that is, you know, networking within your denomination. I'm so thankful for, you know, the SBC and Send Network and, and all that they do. And so, man, you just, you start having conversations and networking and, and asking questions. And um, I did that years ago. Um, I was part of uh, the EFCA and I literally called our national office and, sat, and said, listen, I'm, I'm a student pastor at this church. I'm the only one at this point on our student staff. And I just I need someone to help and coach. And I called them. They got me connected with a, so I built a relationship with actually the national youth director, uh, Shane Stacy at the time. Awesome guy. Um, and then there, there was this other guy, Mark and Mark had a lot of student ministry experience and within the EFCA and he coached me on discipling students and it was super helpful. And then guess what happened after our kind of our coaching relationship was what? over. I started doing some of that same coaching oh, with awesome. other leaders.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Awesome. Uh, well, you've talked about a little bit about Prime to Lead, I think how it applies to church planting, but if there's one more aspect of the book that you think could be really helpful to church planters, what would be that one more thing you'd want to say about it? So
0: I would say that not only church planters, but, but churches, there is a discipleship gap in the church today mm-hmm. that we don't even really recognize, mm-hmm. and it is huge and Lifeway Research actually uh, has some, some different things um, on this, and as well as, um, especially Barna Group, they, they did a study on uh, Christians at work, um, but right now our, our, our discipleship, our whole life discipleship of young professionals right now mm. in the church isn't awesome, mm. and there's a few things that, um, that really young professionals really need, and what's great about young professionals is not only can you equip them to have kingdom impact in, in the workplace, but, can, but young professionals also are, have a little bit more margin mm. and are great people to invite in to just ministry life within your church, your church plant. And so there's there's really a few things that they're looking for right now. They, they need help integrating faith and work. Uh, they need help for equipping, for living out their their faith in the workplace. They're looking for leadership development. Um, There are HR reports that I have read that that say so common in the American workplace today is that young professionals don't feel like that there is a significant commitment to their leadership development or opportunities to develop leadership skills, and the church can give them that. They need coaching and mentorship, and we know culturally um, career plays such a huge role in our identity Mm -hmm. nowadays and it starts early, and mm-hmm. we can help people think biblically about their identity, and then it's going to make them more healthy as they navigate their careers. Yeah. And so I would say for church plants, if if you if God gives you an opportunity and a platform in the lives of young professionals right now, enter into that and use Prime to Lead mm-hmm. because Prime to Lead is written in a way to where it's not just the ministry world, but it's it's ministry even in the marketplace, mm-hmm. and you can help equip uh, impactful Christians who are thinking kingdom as they go to the office or they're on their virtual zoom calls or what you know nowadays. So whatever that looks like, and really that's, that's going to bring fruit for the kingdom and in our churches as well.
1: A follow up question to that would be, what should somebody look for in somebody that they can then coach? So we talked about how, what you look for in someone to coach you, but maybe what's something that we can look for and for people that we actually want to coach.
0: Yeah. Um, so I would say a couple things. One is just teachability, right? Like we all need to be teachable. We all need to be coachable. So I would say teachability, and then I would also say um, they take it they take it seriously. Like like the, there's a posture of I'm going to be committed to this, and I'm not going to be rescheduling every week. I heard a great story uh, from a friend of mine. He, he's been a believer for years, but he was actually the – believe the COO of one of our federal 12 federal reserve banks in the United States. He's a great guy. And, um, but years ago when he was, when he was starting off in banking, um, he just, he he needed help. He needed coaching, especially with some of his leadership skills. And, um, and so his boss came to him and said, listen, I'm willing to coach you, develop you, meet with you, but it's gotta be every day. And it's gotta be at 6 a.m. And if you don't show up on time, that happens once, we're done. Whoa. To my friend's credit, he showed up every day, and it was a huge part uh, in his life of just uh, development and career, and um, and now what he's doing. So so he's a believer. He's super involved in the church, and um, but also he's he's uh, he has coached and developed and taught actually uh, at banking schools, and so hmm. um, so coachability, teachability, and, and they're going to take it serious. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. Well, Chris, thanks again for joining us. Can you tell us a where we can find your mm-hmm. book at?
0: Yeah. So you can go to Primedelead.com and you can go on there. You can uh, see some other stuff I've written, but you, there's a link to, to buy the book there and uh, appreciate you doing that if you do. And if you like it, share it with other people and uh, just take it and do whatever you can just to invest in somebody else and help them have impact for the kingdom.
2: Well, listen, we we love working with you. We appreciate your heart for ministry, for raising up new leaders. We really love this resource you've you've written. Think it could be really good help to not only church leaders, but church planters alike. So
0: guys, go get a copy. Get your copy today. <laughs> well, appreciate you guys. Thanks for all you do for our planners. Swipe swipe
2: up and like the link below. Like link the, the bio. <laughs> bio. <laughs> 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 subscribe and uh, no, we don't get any kickbacks for this. So, so. we well, appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks Chris. Thanks
1: Chris. For- Thanks for checking out today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast.
0: And remember, every church is a multiplying church in the making.